listeners, and welcome back to Talking Out Loud, a Mind Out Loud podcast. Before we begin today, we want to acknowledge that the podcast will be covering substance abuse, addiction, rehabilitation, and eating disorders. Please be aware of these discussion topics as you proceed so that you can make the most educated choice in order to maintain your mental health. As always, we're so happy to hear that you are listening to our podcast, and we hope that you will find it comforting and enjoyable to hear young people discuss mental health. That being said, we just want to quickly remind everybody that we are in no way mental health professionals, and this podcast should never be used, nor is intended to be used, in place of professional mental health treatment. If you or someone you know is currently having a mental health crisis, please call 911 or the National Suicide Prevention Hotline at 800-273-8255. Again, that's 800-273-8255. These resources and more can always be found in our episode notes and the podcast description. Now, on to the show. Hello, listeners. This is Laylee, a new member of Loud podcast committee. On today's episode, we sat down with Jinx, a first-year Loud student rep. Jinx shares their personal journey with eating disorders and substance abuse, as well as their experience with recovery. Jinx also touches on the ways that they use advocacy as a tool in their recovery. We hope that this conversation spotlights Jinx's unique perspective on mental health, their road to recovery, and the strengths that come with sharing one story. Hello, listeners, and welcome back to Talking Out Loud. This is Maya, and I'm here to tell you a little bit about what you can expect for today's episode. This is our first episode in a series we're calling My Mind Out Loud, and the idea is that we're going to be having conversations with students in our program about their own mental health journeys. We're hoping to feature a variety of stories and situations so that we can learn from a whole range of perspectives in order for us to better address mental health as a whole. We want to remind you all of our four pillars. Mind Out Loud focuses on these pillars and hopes that all of our work falls into one of these four categories. And most of the time, it falls into more than one. Those pillars are personal wellness, suicide prevention, awareness and advocacy, and support for marginalized communities. While most of our stories address some of these topics in multiple ways, today's focus is awareness and advocacy and support for marginalized communities. As you'll hear in the podcast, sharing their story and advocacy journey was a big part of Jinx's journey towards recovery. We're going to talk a little bit about what that was like for them and how advocacy can be a form of healing. We also address support for marginalized communities. As a self-identified transgender youth, Jinx's openness about their identity, as well as their journey through gender and puberty, helps to shed some light on mental wellness within the trans community. We're so thankful to Jinx for bringing their firsthand experience to the program, and I think I speak for all of our student reps and hopefully our listeners when I say that learning about how mental health is experienced within a variety of unique communities is vital to building better and more sustainable systems for students and youth. We really hope that you enjoy hearing from Jinx today. And after, stay tuned for a new little section at the end of my MOL. That section is going to be called our MOL, and it's going to be a debrief room where we'll discuss what happened in the episode as well as provide some specific resources to the episode. All right, listeners, let's get right into it. So, Jinx, we are so happy to have you here today. Would you start by introducing yourself for our audience? 
like you said, I'm Jinx. Uh, my pronouns are they, them, and I am a first year Mind Out Loud I like to do a couple of little fun little icebreaker questions in my interview so we can get to know each other a little bit before we dive into it. So can you tell me what your favorite song is? Right now, it might be Iron Fist by Dorian Electra because I've been, I have to study because I'm going to a concert on the 25th. Exciting. So like I have to study his songs or their songs to a T right now. I completely understand. Unfortunately, my music taste is a little vintage, so most of my favorite artists have passed away, and I can't go to their concerts, but I'm jealous, and I'm happy for you. I'm with you there, because uh, my, like, favorite, I mainly listen to, like, punk, so, like, you know, goth rock, that kind of stuff, so a lot of really inactive bands. <laughs> yes, yes, of course. Ugh, it's okay. We have their music. We have the recordings. We'll get through it. Okay, what about your favorite movie? My favorite movie is Midsummer. It it taught me a lot about myself because Ooh. just the way, like, it's a psychological kind of horror mm-hmm. thing. And the way it got into my mind, I realized, oh, I could be like, I'm successful. I would have fell for it. I would have oh, fell for it. Like, That's such an interesting perspective. I've heard a lot about that movie, but I don't think I've ever seen it. What about, do you have a favorite celebrity? Oh, yeah, Pete Davidson. (laughs) Interesting, interesting. I am obsessed with SNL. I can't say he's my favorite cast member of all time, but I do appreciate his style. I think he's fantastic on Weekend Update. He is insane representation that I need. I understand. I have a picture of Colin Jost actually right behind me. (laughs) I see it. I love Colin. Okay, and then what inspired you to become a Mind Out Loud student rep? Was it maybe a past experience? Yeah, um, I actually, I just last summer, I went to a program and started recovery from from drugs and alcohol and um an eating disorder and all that kind of stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I joined Mind Out Loud because um, in my recovery journey, I just really find informing people to be a big help. Yeah, it is. It's the most wonderful program. And that is we're just so grateful that you brought your perspective too to the program because you we're just also impressed by your bravery and the way that you are so willing to share with everyone. It is wonderful. Yeah, I really appreciate that. Like, I haven't found that I get judged here, too, because I am so honest. I'm just I will tell I just tell all. And uh, that's kind of that's part of the reason is because I used to never be able to tell the truth in my situation so now it's like I I don't like being stuck lying so now that I can be fully honest I like to lay it all out there does it feel like empowering maybe and as if it gives you freedom to share your story yeah it's like wonderful over this past year I finally got to a point where I can be myself um my dad kicked me out while I was at treatment. Now I live with my mom. And that was the best thing that could have happened to me. Wow. Um, I wasn't even really able to tell my treatment team about the full extent of my issues before he kind of left the picture because he, he, there's a lot of misinformation about the stuff I struggle with. And um, sometimes there's people that are a little bit too difficult to... Yeah to educate just a bit like stubborn about it absolutely and that's really impressive too that you know your boundaries and where you can sort of tell people and educate them and where it's just not going to be beneficial to your mental health and your journey too do you want to share a little bit about your journey on the podcast and if not yeah, absolutely understandable. Sure. okay 
um, I will just sort of give you the space to share it. Yeah, thank you. Okay. <clears throat> when I was like, fifth grade is when my mental health started to kind of take a hit. That's, you know, puberty started and I'm a trans person. Puberty already sucks for everybody. And then as a trans person, it's a little bit more intense. Yeah. That's when it kind of started. And then, so I was nine or 10 around then. And then two years later, I had my first drink and I was hooked, bro. I started drinking young and I was on and off, but I was never drinking in a way that was like, oh, it's just for fun. It was always like, oh, you have a problem. (laughs) And so it's that. And then probably my freshman year or like eighth grade is when I started experimenting with like uh, illicit drugs. And um, I ended up getting addicted to opiates. And that's that's just like what it is. That's it happens. Um, can I ask just for time purposes, when you were in, how old were you when the pandemic hit? Uh, when the pandemic hit, I was fifteen. Fifteen was that? Where was that sort of in your journey with um, recovery and addiction? Um. So at that time. Uh, substance-wise, I was doing pretty well. I wasn't drinking at the time. I wasn't, I can't think I was doing, I don't think I was doing many drugs at that point, but what was bad was um, my eating disorder was at one of its worst points. It was, it was a really lonely year and um, I was, I felt inadequate in a lot of ways and uh, Eating disorders are also very common within the trans community because, you know, it's a way to take control over the body that you have no control of. And so that's kind of where I was at that point. And I went into the pandemic really kind of really deep into eating disorder behaviors. Interesting. And then was the pandemic... Was it something that, would you say, worsened your eating disorders or made those symptoms more pronounced? Or was it a time when you were able to... It was. It it was really... Wow. That's... With it, I I also... I came across a community that honestly glorified eating disorders. And in a time that I was so alone, I found this community and we were like, okay, let's bond over starving ourselves. And it was another thing that got me deeper and deeper into it. Wow, that is that is really interesting. It's, it's terrible, but it's so interesting just to think about sort of the way that the pandemic contributed to that. Yeah, um, wow. and the pandemic also, the thing, even, even without the loneliness involved in it, a lot of people have really volatile home situations, and that made it really difficult. Absolutely. And... Um, my father is, he he was emotionally abusive due to an untreated mental illness. Mm-hmm. And um, so it was just, it got kind of worse and worse over time. And it was some point during the pandemic when I realized I can't continue living and making choices for my dad. I need to start doing this for myself. Mm-hmm. And then it kind of, it gets tenfold because you tell a narcissist that, you want to be yourself now and you know it's not well received because to a narcissistic parent you are an extension of them you are them yeah 
my gosh jinx i'm just i'm so impressed by how wise you are it seems like you have so much grace for the people in your life too the way that you just talk about them maybe having an untreated mental health challenge rather than just being a bad person i think that that's impressive especially because you're pretty young yeah it's this is it's like um when i was younger my parents they were divorced it was a mess Mm -hmm. my brother and i were neglected a lot at times so i did have to raise him and that kind of made me grow up a bit faster then i went to treatment for drugs and let me tell you rehab ages you oh my gosh yeah it does oh my (laughs) goodness i can't even imagine but that is a really strong perspective thank you hello everyone i hope you're enjoying this episode so far once again, please make sure you RSVP for the March 12th, 2022 Mind Out Loud main event. It is coming up very soon and you will definitely not want to miss it. Thank you for listening to this short ad break and back to the podcast. Do you want to talk a bit about um, what kind of pushed you to seek recovery? Yeah, um, I was completely at my wit's end living with my dad. I... I first wanted to go to a residential treatment because in the back of my head, it was, I knew because I just, I need to get away from my dad. This is, this is my way out. This is how I will end up living with my mom. But like my intention going into it was genuinely, okay, yes, heal the relationship with your dad. We'll be a cool family again. And um, that didn't happen, but I'm glad it didn't. It's my dad wasn't willing to change and in recovery it's not just the recovering person the whole family needs to make changes and it's really it's a difficult like place to be as the person in recovery the person supporting that person like every every role in recovery is really hard what about if you it seems like you have an interesting perspective on this now that you're sort of on the other end a little bit um if there's something that you could say to a family member that was supporting a loved one who was struggling with recovery, um, do you think you would have any advice for them? Yeah. Um, I I mean, first I want to commend them because it's so hard. And when you're supporting an addict, a lot of the time you're trying to help and they will get aggressive in response because they're sick and they kind of don't know that they're sick and because of that they can say some really really horrible things and to even continue supporting that person is really strong and it's really kind and my advice is that you need to prioritize yourself too um if you're supporting a person in recovery make sure that you put yourself first because it's draining helping someone who's recovering is so draining Again, so impressed by the grace that you have for other people. That is just, it's so powerful. Do you want to tell us a little bit about what your life looks like today? Um, how, what kind of yeah. place you're in now? Right now, I'm, I live with my mom and it's great um, for school. I'm not currently doing like a, a normal school. I'm in a charter mm-hmm. school to try to do like quick credit recovery and go yeah. back to a public school next year. Okay. Next year. And um, it's, we live like pretty calmly we have a nice garden and we have my two cats and I have a few friends because when I first moved down to this summer after I left treatment um I did two weeks at the like public high school okay and 
after that, I I left okay. because it's not going to work out not for really me. Um, is there anything else that you want to add or you want to share? I don't. I don't want to give the idea that like after my my treatment in summer, I was all good. I ended yeah. up having to go back to treatment this November for my eating disorder. I was in the hospital for like a week and um, like it doesn't just magically go away. It's still you know very much there and yeah. it's very a work in progress every single day. It's like I'm I'm not gonna say oh man I went and got better and I I've been good since August like yeah. I still struggle a lot sometimes and that's normal I'm still in the middle of it yeah. I'm not completely done oh, I love that perspective too because I think that's a common misconception is just kind of one and done you get treatment go over the rainbow everything's super happy but I love that you're talking about still kind of being in that every day and that it is something that um you'll be working towards yeah Welcome to our debrief room. As you might have heard in the beginning of this episode, we're introducing a new segment for this particular series of our podcast. This is called RMLL. The idea is that after each My Mind Out Loud episode, we're going to follow it with a little debrief room where we can discuss what happened in our episode, give some shout outs to things that we recognized, and provide some resources for each specific story. I'd like to start by talking about what I really liked within Jinx's episode. First off, it was a wonderful conversation I had with Jinx, and I felt very privileged to hear their first-hand account of their experiences. I know that I certainly learned a lot about addiction and what that looked like for them personally, and I found that really valuable. I also really took note of how Jinx reminded me that addiction and recovery is an ongoing process, and it's not something that is immediately cured, even after receiving treatment such as rehabilitation. I felt as if that was a really good reminder, and it can be applied to mental health in general. The fact that it's important to maintain treatment and support is something that I think I need to think about more, and I'm really thankful to Jinx for reminding me of that. I also felt like I really connected with the point where Jinx talks about comedy and mental health, for them, that comes with Pete Davidson's work, and I myself have really enjoyed using comedy as a form of self-care. In the past few years, I've really used comedy as a way to take some time for myself and to laugh. It's a community where I feel very safe and as if I'm able to take a break from a lot of the stressors and conflicts that might be occurring in my own life. So I was really happy to hear that comedy was something Jinx was also able to use as a form of care for themselves. I also think that this really falls into personal wellness, one of our pillars of Mind Out Loud, and it is a really great example of how students might find things to connect on based on their personal wellness and things that they use to take care of themselves. There was also a moment in the podcast that I wanted to revisit in our, our little debrief session, and that was when Jinx talked about finding an online community that unfortunately glorified eating disorders. This is something that I was familiar with because of friends who have experienced communities that ended up becoming a very negative influence on their mental health. And I think that it's a really great opportunity to remind listeners to be very aware of their digital presence, not only 
the communities that they're becoming involved with and making connections in, but to just be mindful of the information that they're putting out because followers on social media, it can be challenging to know what they're struggling with and our language and our message has weight. So it's important to be researching and be mindful of the information that you are sharing on your platform. I think that Jinx brings up a really good point about online communities that might end up glorifying eating disorders. And it's a great reminder to everyone to be mindful of the communities they're participating in and the information that they're sharing on their platforms. Lastly, we as a committee and as a program wanted to provide some resources for listeners who might be experiencing some of the same challenges that Jinx was going through. We'll start off by giving the name of the Trevor Project, which is a really wonderful organization for LGBTQ plus youth. We also have the National Eating Disorders Hotline. This is both an organization and they have a phone number and a text number that you can call if you need to reach out for any help. That phone number is 1-800-931-2237. You can call that if you need a hotline to talk to about an eating disorder. And the National Eating Disorder Association also has a phone number that you can text. You can text NEDA in all capital letters to 741741. We will link these resources and more in our episode notes and as always you can find resources there as well as directions to larger resource pages that might be more tailored to something specific that you're looking for. Thank you so much, listeners. This has been a wonderful debrief room that we're going to be referring to as Our Mind Out Loud, a little session for us to debrief after listening to those My Mind Out Loud conversations. We're so happy that you've decided to tune in, and we hope that you'll listen to next episode where we're going to be discussing another Mind Out Loud student rep's journey with mental health and advocacy. Hello everyone, we hope you enjoyed this week's podcast. Once again, we would like to remind you to make sure you RSVP for our monthly workshops on our website, mindoutloud.org, and our larger Mind Out Loud event, which is going to be on March 12, 2022. Hope to see you listening to our next podcast and have a great day!